dream that one day, no matter how long it may take us, as long as we have faith in our cause and uh, an unconquerable willpower, knowing that here on earth, God's work must truly be our own. This is a time of challenge to our interest and our values. And it's a time to test our wisdom and our skills. This will not be a campaign of half measures. And we will accept no outcome but victory. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. Read my lips. We will respond forcefully. Hey guys, thanks for listening hey, in today. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I think you mean everyone. Oh, so sorry. I need to be more inclusive. Thank you. Hello everyone, and thanks for listening to the podcast today. I'm Kevin. And I'm Brian. And we hope you enjoy. Alright, Brian, we're live. I'm excited. Me too. Episode 33. 33. Wait, right? Yeah, 33. <laughs> That's your age. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We'll get to my age next. Oh, nice. We're getting there. (laughs) Doesn't feel like it. You know what? That's always a good thing. Yeah, I'm I'm excited because um, my wife actually listened to the entire episode last time. I know she's been, and and some of you in the audience probably feel the same way that, you know, you only have so much time to listen to podcasts. So even if you don't finish the episode, we're still really thankful that you listen at all. Right. So... Um, she listened to the whole episode. <clears throat> she really liked your point about, you know, when you give, you do the right thing. And, you know, that's what's most important. I was like, yeah, I made that point too. <laughs> She's like, yeah, but I liked it when Kevin said it. I was like, nice. Cool. It's the first time anyone's ever said anything about this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or about me during this podcast. Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't listen to it too. Yeah. I thought I, 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 I love podcasting because, especially on our Sundays. Right. Because it's the end of the weekend, I'm like, God, here we go, going into Monday. And I'm like, wait, I have one last, you know, window of enjoyment before we start the work week. So I hope um, when you listen on a Monday or you're listening on your lunch break on a Monday or whatever, we give you that last little bit of enjoyment from the weekend. And uh, I really thank you for, for tuning in. Yeah. So yeah. today we're going to I don't know be- how you feel, Brian, but you've always left me smiling and satisfied. Mm-hmm. I can't say anything. HR said so. <laughs> we are talking about something very near and dear to Brian's heart. Well, you know, it, it wasn't for the longest time. Okay. <clears throat> and when Andrew Yang ran for Democratic presidential candidate, right. I was introduced to the idea. And I was like, okay, it's it's a little out there. And the more I've listened to him talk about it, I've mm-hmm. done research on it, the bigger... I've become an advocate for it. And that's universal basic income, a UBI, right? And we're going to talk all about that. Now, Brian, isn't it a UBI that if you drink cranberry juice, it goes away? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's a different podcast. That is a health and wellness podcast. (laughs) And there's my one dad joke. I'm all out for this podcast. I'll see you guys again on Wednesday. So universal basic income is something that I think is really relevant now as we've seen a lot of the struggles in America 
really right. come to light uh, during this pandemic. The economic struggles of the middle and lower class uh, families that are really struggling to a make ends meet or stay in their homes or you know right. keep their jobs, whatever the case is. We have these institutions where there's some help, but there's not enough. And I and I look at it and I'm like, wow. At the same time, we have you know Jeff Bezos making thirty thirty to seventy billion right. in this pandemic period, and it's like we have certain people really, really making a, a a ton of money during this time, and we have other people who are losing their homes, can't afford to eat. You know, we have a, a tremendous listener we mention all the time who will actually be on this podcast is Jason, who works in a food bank. Right. You know, food banks are being overrun in Dallas. We've seen you know lines of cars sitting there for hours waiting to get to the food bank, you know, so we're having these struggles just to survive during this time. And it's not even fighting the virus. It's fighting the economy. Right. And I think of this UBI as like, and we'll talk all about it, but as we move further, you know, past this pandemic, the idea of automation really rings true to like, we need to do something for the lower middle class to kind of make it a little more equitable. Yeah. And so just because very eloquent, Brian, um, oh, thanks. So UBI basically is, and I'm going to let you do a lot of the explanation on this, but brief. No, you go for it. No, no, no. Brief explanation. Okay. Ex- yeah, explanation. <laughs> My words. Um, <laughs> it's basically uh, what he proposed, what Andrew Yang proposed, was $1,000 per person per month. Yeah. Anyone over 18. Anyone over 18. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, it's $1,000 cash, non-taxed, in your bank account once a month mm-hmm. just for you. No questions asked. Um, no questions asked. Yeah. It's something that you, his idea was you enrolled in it, correct? Yeah, you opted in. Yes, correct. So just to clear the air, some people are like, wait, so people are going to be on food and, or, I'm sorry, welfare and correct. get um, WIC and stuff like that. And then they also get $1,000 a month. They're not going to have to work. No, no. Actually, once you opt you in. You opt in. So you then remove yourself off those. So right. they're not getting rid of those entirely up front. Right. They would keep those. And if someone said, hey, I'm able, I'm able to make that amount of money working. Yeah. Now I want to opt into the extra universal basic income. Right. Correct. Yeah. Because you are contributing to the American economy. You now receive essentially a dividend. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So once you sign up for that, you no longer get your food stamps. But what's nice about it, I thought, was... Um, you it's not like something where you have to like see a caseworker all the time. You don't have to be doing right. any check in. It's like you're in, you're in, it's done. Right. Thousand dollars deposited on day X of every single month. Right. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. So let me before we even deep dive, like I'm yeah. gonna kind of make a case for it, and yeah. we're like usual. We're just having a conversation. It's not a debate to win or lose or whatever. Right. My question is, is before we head into that, yeah, please, because yeah. like I said, I was staying up late last night just watching yeah. video after video of both sides, like the Andrew Yang explanation on NPR, and then seeing Ben Shapiro on Joe Rogan talk about against it. So I was looking at all sides and I was taking notes for everything. Well, Ben Shapiro had Andrew Yang on. I don't know if you watched that one too. I didn't. Uh, it was didn't. really good. And I'm going to be honest with you. I know that you appreciate Ben Shapiro's. Um, when the he's on his skills, show, yeah. But he was, he was very straight. He was very grateful that Andrew Yang went mm-hmm. on. This the episode aired over about a year ago. Yeah, when he was a DNC, uh, yeah. DNC candidate. Yeah, I think it was really less than a year ago. But um, it was. I mean, he was very thankful that he came on. Yeah. He's like, you know, I've reached out to every other Democratic candidate. You're the first one to say yeah. yes and to come here. Just very, and, and his questions were very fair. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He gave his rebuttals, um, and it was a great conversation. I think they kind of clicked on the fact that they were both law students, so they were, so they both yeah, were they lawyers. built that common ground first. Yeah, and it was really cool mm-hmm. because it was like, so Andrew Yang was only a lawyer for six months, and then he started his own company. Yeah, Ben Shapiro was only a lawyer for ten months. They had the same epiphany, like I can't do this. Yeah. Um, so it was very that that was a very good one. If you haven't watched it yet, yeah, I recommend I, you guys check it out. I when I watch the Ben Shapiro, like I try and watch here and there just to remove myself from the echo chamber. Yeah, I disagree with him a lot. I will say this, and I will give him credit up and down the row for for this one thing. Yeah, always, he is a tremendous interviewer. Yes, he is much better about <clears throat> being non confrontational in terms of well, I disagree with you. But he he still listens to the other side very yeah. well, and I saw this listener. with um, is it Ezra Ezra Klein? I don't know. He was the he's the creator of Vox Media, oh, so yeah, kind yeah. of like the the left version of him, and they mm. had a tremendous discussion. Yeah, and they were both you know very factual, and you know Ezra called him out on some things, and he's like, well, you know, you're actually right there. Like, I will say when he's interviewing someone, he's very respectful. He's direct. He Stands his ground a little bit, but he will also concede when he's okay. Yeah, or okay, he'll that's a good point. one. One thing too is he doesn't always concede, but he'll he'll um, recognize. Well, because there was a couple of times that like he disagreed with what Andrew Yang was saying. He's like, "I disagree with you." He's like, "But I appreciate your opinion." Yeah, and yeah. I think that's good too. Yeah, absolutely. but anyways, I'm sorry. Pose your question. I interrupted. So my my question to you is, what is your initial hesitancy about a UBI? Is Andrew Yang has proposed it not? A more extravagant one? No. Um, well, it's kind of like, so it's, it's all about inequality, right? Yeah. And I, I, so the way that lefties see it, leftists, Democrats, whatever. Sure. People on the left, the way they see it is there's too much inequality. And that's like a very, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Because, um, and it's definitely something that should be listened to because I think that that is a thought that is fair. And also there's a ton of evidence for that argument. Um, but and if you allow inequality to grow large enough, um, we're hitting almost a breaking point at this point. Right. You well, yeah. The whole system kind of destabilizes, mm-hmm. um, and then you get a whole large part of society, lower class, um, you know, poor people, things like that, um, that are going to kind of say, "Fuck it, let's flip the system on its head." Yeah. You know what I mean? Re- and that's, revolution. Right. And you can, and, and, and and to the same token, you can make a Republican argument to that. And say, well, we need to kind of subdue this inequality because in areas that there's great inequality of wealth, there's also high crime rates. You know what I mean? And you can yeah. connect those crime rates yeah. to whatever you want to connect them to. But the, the actual like statistics there are undeniable. Where there's great wealth inequality, there's also a high rate of crime. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so you've got that too. I mean, there's a ton of empirical data for that. Um so now there needs to be a conversation of some sort about it. You know what I mean? Between the right and the left. Um, and I think it would kind of go something along the lines of like, okay, hey, people on the left, we need innovation. Unfortunately, innovation, in my mind, is um, it kind of like it, it, the currency you need for innovation is inequality, unfortunately. Because as someone innovates and creates this great thing, you look at somebody like you brought up Jeff Bezos earlier. Yeah. Okay. So Jeff Bezos innovates, creates this website, Amazon.com, starts with books, then it moves on, they sell everything. He becomes ultra wealthy, creating inequality. Okay. Because he is driving up that wealth gap. He becomes ultra wealthy. Sure. 
Okay, now you don't need to go on and buy things on Amazon, but people do because it's convenient. So, although we need that innovation, and this is where the left is going to come in, you need to subdue it at some point. You can't let it get out. You can't let it get out of control. Um, you need to, you know, bind the inequality somehow um, so that things don't sta- stabilize. So, boom, like there's our parameters. We need innovation, but we also need to subdue inequality. Am I making sense to you right now? Yeah. Yeah, okay. you are. I'll finish here. Yeah. yeah I'll no. keep it quick. <laughs> no, no, don't keep it quick. I, I, I like the full explanation so I can better um, process your mindset. Yeah. So there's our parameters. We need innovation, but we need to not have this great deal of inequality. Yeah. Um, no fighting it. I don't think that something like a universal basic income is the solution to, you know what I mean? It's addressing the correct problem. There mm-hmm. is a excess of money going to the top. Mm-hmm. And not enough money going to the bottom. Mm-hmm. So you almost, you're creating an unfair playing field. Correct. So, you know, we're hyperproductive as a country, creating tons of things, but spoils go to the top, and we need to funnel some of that down to the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because then you, you can drive innovation at the bottom. You know what I mean? The, the lower classes, you know, definitely. You can drive that innovation by giving them some sort of a kickback. You know what I mean? Um, okay. but I think that it's like, it's over simplified. And so where this kind of problem comes to me is like, you're almost creating a little bit of like, um, I don't know if a dichotomy is the right word, but, um, maybe well, I'm thinking now I'm doing up to the right for you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so let me address some of the things you said. Yeah. Please. Right. So like innovation, like Jeff Bezos, like created this, right. right. But he didn't start from the bottom. He started his company from the bottom, right? But he was a he was a privileged white man. Like he had a good education. But see, but this and this is the this is the dichotomy that I'm coming into. Okay, because okay. like so, then you're basically saying like the the wealthy people, sure, okay, yeah, are somehow the oppressor in every single thing, and then you create okay, well, if I'm not wealthy, I'm not the oppressor. I'm the victim. Sure. So I don't necessarily think it's an impression, but let's look at it this way. Amazon is going to make a trillion dollars or so this year. Yeah. They paid zero in federal taxes. That, that, and that's wrong. Right. Yeah. So like, th- that's what a lot of these companies do is they manage their loopholes and do all these things and their automating processes, their margins are skyrocketing, even at McDonald's, okay. yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They're cutting jobs because they're able to automate and this is the path. And I understand that. And that's the big argument for a UBI mm-hmm. is things are going to be automated. I know Andrew Yang talked about the trunking company a lot in his book that he wrote. Yeah. Or the trunking industry. Yeah. You know, and how they're going to be automating it in the next however many years. And it's going to be, you know, tens of thousands of people out of work. Uh, millions. Is it really? Two and a half million. Really? So let's look at it this way. <clears throat> let's, when, let's, I, when he gave this interview, I think he said tens yeah, of thousands. Yeah. So... so if we look at the top five jobs, mm-hmm. right, in America, like okay. in terms of population of the job, okay, the top five, number one, is clerical work. So clerical and administrative work. Okay. And what that means is, is like secretaries, yeah, call centers, hotlines, right. whatever. Right, right, right. Okay. That's being absolutely automated. When you call AT&T, when you call Verizon, when you call Comcast – you are talking to an automated machine. Correct. Until that automated machine can no longer provide that function, which 
let's say 70% of the time it does, then you talk to a person. So right. you're, you're cutting jobs there. Retail sales. Yep. Amazon is right. killing it. Walmart right. and Target are moving more and more online. I think they said within the next three years, like 30% of all malls will close. 30% of all malls. Yeah. And you and I know that in our local mall yeah. is completely downsized in terms mm -hmm. of what's actually there. You know, the right. Carson Perry Scott's and Macy's and yeah, Macy's else. is gone now. Kohl's, All of it's Kohl's, gone. Is the, Kohl's is the only big box store left. Right. Number three, food service and prep. That's like a McDonald's mm -hmm. automating as quickly as possible. Okay. Number four, driving and transportation. That's where we talk about logistics. Yeah. You know, all of that. Even cars are becoming automated. So eventually, there's not going to even be a need for taxis, right? While there's Ubers and Lyfts. There'll still be a need for a, a, a person in the car for a long time. For, for Yeah, for a long time, but for how long? Right. Right? Okay. I mean, no, the yeah, thing is, is, yeah, right. the thing is, is like with automated vehicles, the technology is already there. It's do we have people that feel secure enough and do we have it so well done where you know, no one dies because if right. one person dies, it's like, oh, the whole system's broken. But let's right. think about driving. How many yeah. people die a year, right? Right. And then fifth is manufacturing, which we know has absolutely been drastically reduced in terms of the, the yeah. human workforce. Right. And especially in the Midwest, when we look at Ohio and Michigan and stuff like that with the, right. the vehicle manufacturing, tire manufacturing, mm -hmm. absolutely depleted. So we're looking at automation from this perspective, like, oh, it's going to take so many jobs. Dude, it's already taken so many jobs. Like, I understand. Yeah. And like when we talk about trucking, Andrew Yang does a really good job of talking about this. It's like the main pushback is like, well, yeah, let's retrain them. Let's provide government funds to retrain on, them. On the right. Like that's the yeah. thing. And, and to that same token, I feel like what you hear, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm creating balance. I'm not even trying yeah, to yeah. make a devil's advocate no, no, no. statement here. On the left, I feel like what a, a lot of what you get is like, well, you know, anyone's capable of anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is not true when you I get, agree. You know what I mean? I agree with you. Like, it, you look at, like, you look at things like the military, where, like, the military will not take anybody in with an IQ less of, like, eight, le less than 83. Damn. Because what they say is anybody with an IQ less of 83... Um, it's detrimental to what they're trying to do, and they Good can't thing be taught. Gump got in before then. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Brian brings the levity. Um, so you've got that. That's ten percent of the population. Yeah. I looked it up last night. Cool. <laughs> when Brian said that he was doing research, and I woke up at <laughs> two o'clock in the morning, I was like, "Oh shit!" Just so you know, like, is is yeah. a side side, and I think we've had a few more people join our Patreon and stuff like that, and support the show. People are sharing our link. We're getting more and more subscribers every day in terms of following on Spotify and Apple. We really appreciate that. We care so much about this podcast. It is a second job for us. We we sit and like that's what I do on a Saturday night. You know, my wife is making ornaments and stuff like that. I sat and I was watching video after video while reading, you know, Milton Friedman and all that, who was actually a conservative. Yeah. Chug it into. Yeah. But well, UBI, we can talk about this yeah. later, but Alaska well, has okay. a, so has that's, sort of UBI. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. And that was passed by a uh, Red Republican, state. well, yeah. and a Republican governor. Yeah. Um, and this is, that's going on for a long time. But before we get there, yeah. with the idea of retraining, Mm -hmm. and, and it's not that easy. No, it's not because you're talking about someone, let's say a trucker. Yeah. Um, I work a lot with truckers and you know, a trucker is 49 years old. He's been working out of a truck since he was 18 and you're going to tell him to go learn how to code. 
don't it doesn't bring, work well like yeah it i think doesn't work like that that's a little bit of a dramatization but no like, it's not that's what that, that's that's the mentality it's like oh well you've been doing you've been doing food service yeah. your whole life it's automated now. Yeah. Well, why don't you go learn to code? Like, that's literally an argument. Like, Ben Shapiro is like, oh, learn to code. Yeah. He said that more as a joke. Right. No, no, no. To it, listen yeah. to it, because I can't remember who originally said that statement, and then it turned into this whole, like, meme-worthy thing. Yeah, because they were making that statement. Well, we'll just learn to code. And he was like, well, people get upset about that. Well, yeah, because you can't tell someone that's 49 to learn how to code to right? learn how to code and not that's not to say a 49 year old who's listening right now can't learn to code i'm not saying you can't it is very difficult to then say 2 million truck drivers need to go learn how to code at the age right. of 49 and then where are their jobs like you're going to tell them to go learn to code and go where with that coding experience right there's there's well, going to be places there are lots of jobs there's going to that, be but. lots of jobs but it's not going to fill everyone no. so so this i this idea is and, 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 and Yang brings this up is like, in terms of retraining efficacy, it's about zero to 15%. Yeah. When it's done properly, it still only gets about 15% people right. to actually retrain and pivot. Right. So it's a very ineffective practice. Yeah. So as we continue on with this automation, it's a great thing, right? We, we, UBI is a great thing? No, automation, automation. Automation is a great thing. Well, UBI is a great thing in my opinion, but... Automation is this incredible thing, yet we're still, I don't understand how we've automated all these processes. We're doing more work than mm -hmm. ever. The wage hasn't gone up, but we're still working more hours. It, it doesn't make sense to me. That's a whole nother conversation of like work well, there expectations is a, there, there, is, there is a push for like a higher, not just a higher minimum wage, but there, you see a lot more companies offering a, a higher starting wage. I was driving through Wisconsin not too long ago, mm -hmm. and I saw a Burger King where they were starting their employees at $13 an hour. That's great. That's $26,000 a year. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Whereas, you know, uh, before it was like, what's the minimum wage? It was eight, like, nine, eight, yeah, eight it was like $9. Yeah. Like we're above the minimum wage. We're $9 instead of eight seventy five. Yeah. Well, and, so, and so only because you brought up, so you brought up the truckers. Yeah. Um. When you see, I, I, I should have written down the statistic. Um, I haven't even had a drink yet. Jesus. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um you see a lot of those people who are displaced from work yeah. and, and you see this, it's, it's like twice as likely for men when you see p people of that age get out of work. Yeah. Um, and you know, they go on to whatever government assistance they go on 50% of them. Mm -hmm. And this is a quote from Andrew Yang, 50% of them go on to disability. Yeah. Okay. So you have these people going on to disability and what a lot of it, men are twice as likely to turn to substances and alcohol. Because, and this is where, I, this is one of my faults with UBI. I feel like people, I, obviously people need money. Yeah. But I think more than that, they need purpose. Now, I'm not saying that, I mean, obviously the $1,000 a month would be good. My issue, Brian, I'll just get right into it. Um, and then maybe you can change my mind. But like, my issue is we don't know how, they can spend that $1,000 however they like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people, and... Normally, I'm, I'm an optimist, but I, I feel like I'm a little bit of almost like a cynic when it comes to like, um, how do we know that money's going to be spent wisely? And I, I get it like, cool, whatever, they get it every month. So like, maybe if they fail in January, come February, they're like, all right, well, I spent that $1,000 really quick and really poorly. But I don't know. Because it's, what, what was it? $1.3 trillion is yeah. what it would cost. Yes. Yes. Is that yearly? Yes. One point. I believe it's yearly. Yeah. Yeah, 1.3. That's a lot of money. 
Now, you and I have this conversation all the time, and we just talked about this the other day because I love the tease, Brian, about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez because it's like his political crush. Um, yeah. Now, you could say the same about me and Tulsi, and that's fine. Yeah. One day, <laughs> I'll move to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, there, was a, there was an article that came up on my feed yeah. about um, there is a um, Republican senator from um, New York as well. Different district than AOC, obviously. Oh, you mean congressperson? Congressperson, okay. yes, yeah, sorry. Um, and she's kind of like pushing at, you know, the AOCs, the... The squad. Il- yeah, the Ilan Omars. And she's kind of started this freshman Republican squad. And yeah. the reason I sent it to Brian, of course, is I was like, it's like Mean Girls, but in Congress. <laughs> so I sent it to him as a joke. And of course, Brian immediately jumps to AOC's defense. Sure. Um, I understand that. Rightfully yeah. so, Brian. Yeah. Which we could bring up the whole FDR thing later. Um, about what she said about that. Yeah. Um, not worth it. But <laughs> we got too much to cover with. You, I know, right? I know, I know, no, so much. Um, but you, what you said to me after that, and this is where this ties in, I'm not trying to go yeah. off on a tangent. No, no. Um, where it ties in, as you said, I wish there would be a Republican that would yeah. just say, I'm fiscally conservative. Yes. Instead of you're a socialist, you're a socialist, you're a socialist. I know I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, that's kind yeah. of what you said. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, and that's neither here nor there, but so you're saying, you know what I mean? I think that this is where it comes into play because yeah. you brought up what triggered me on that was you said we're trillions of dollars in debt mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? None of them are just coming up with a plan to pay that yeah. off. They just, yeah. none, none of them say that we should yeah. just, we need to work on that yeah. and they should, yeah. but 1.3, how much debt do we owe? Roughly. I can't remember. I think we're. About twenty trillion, twenty something trillion. Yeah, that we make about twenty trillion a year. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and I know that there's tons of GDP. places that I know there's tons of places that it can come from, and I know that yeah. giving people money, especially people who really need it, is far more beneficial and something that I would rather spend the money on. But I just feel like that one point three trillion can go elsewhere. Yeah. So that one point three trillion is going right back into the economy. What you're doing is you're allowing people to now afford diapers you're allowing them to afford formula you're I understand. Allowing, so yeah. that's a really great point of okay <clears throat> number one you know we have you know all of this money where do we get that 1.8 trillion and and what andrew yang has proposed is a vat tax a value a value added tax yeah and that value added tax is something that germany france canada yep. sweden yep. norway mm-hmm. all of them do mm-hmm and basically, it's a way to tax the largest companies on their products mm-hmm. where they can no longer do those Amazon-like loopholes where, right. hey, they made a trillion dollars and spent zero dollars in taxes. You know, a, a corporate tax is around 28%, and you're talking about $280 billion of revenue gone. Right. So the value- that's, something, that's something that needs to be fixed, that needs to be fixed on a legislative level. You know but what how? I mean? You know why people take advantage of loopholes? Because they're there. How do we close them off? There's got to be somebody smart enough to do it. There's it's always, definitely not me. There's always going to be someone smart enough to. So you got to think in mind, like <clears throat> Amazon or mm-hmm. any of these large companies, Google, Facebook. Yeah. I mean, they have a slew of incredibly talented lawyers. Oh, I know that. Yeah. You know, they spend five, six million dollars a year on legal fees, probably if I'm not sure. way more. I'm sure more to save billions. Right. right. So. They're always going to have that. But if we have this flat, like VAT, it happens whether you like, like on every single product, you're paying yeah. this percentage. 
and that comes out of your mind. Like, you know, and you can plan and you you do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And that's why those other countries instituted that. Right. It's like you can't find the loophole. It just mm-hmm. is what it is. It's not like you can say, oh, well, I get out of my value added tax because right. I provided X amount of employees at this municipality and blah, blah, blah. So that's where that money comes from. The other idea is we spend about a trillion dollars in welfare, right? Mm-hmm. By adding this UBI, you're going to have people that no longer are, con- you know, just welfare, right? right? Now, there's going to be parent, like, you know, a, a single mom of three yeah. who just, you, you, we're not, as Andrew Yang pointed out, like, we're not ripping the rug out from underneath them. Right. We're still allowing them that, but there are people that do want to have purpose and they do want to, right. not that they don't have a purpose, they're raising their children to be great human beings, I hope. But there are people who just can't make ends meet because they are an Amazon employee. They right. make... $12 an hour, $13 an hour. At 15, 15 is the starting okay. for Amazon now. doesn't fucking matter. I'm saying... I'm just trying to be factually accurate. Okay, go back to Burger King. $13 an hour. Okay. You, you can't make ends meet. You can't afford rent on your own. Right. Period. Right. So now you have an extra $1,000 a month that is either going towards your rent, it's going towards your gas, it's going towards... School. School. And so you... Oh, you hit the nail on that. Yeah, I know. Because here's People, what I'm saying. If you're, and, and this is no offense and I don't no. mean anything because you know what? A job is a job. Yeah. I've worked a lot of places, sure. man, a lot sure. of places, but I mean, to me, I would almost have that 1.3 trillion go towards schooling. That can't be. Here's, here's, and, and here's, yeah. And I'm not trying to be a dick. No, and you're I, not. And I, and I think that I, I, and, and I hope everyone who does listen knows by now that like, I want to help everybody. I want to do, you know I mean? I'm as you generous. You want to do so responsibly. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I'm just talking about me, me as a person, not me politically. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I want to help out anybody I can, however I can. Oh, you do too much. Um, that's not, I can't. Well, it's I, funny. Cause I'm the one calling you out for doing too much for people. <laughs> and I'm the one that says, Hey, let's give everything for free. <laughs> <laughs> but so it's just it's it, this it, it's this whole idea is hard for me to wrap my head around. Can we touch on it? Because I want to talk about Alaska really fast. Yeah. Can I? Yeah. So, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I think you've probably done a little bit more on this mm-hmm. than I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried my best, but you know I've got to build a lot of monster truck tracks with my son. So, um, <laughs> um, Alaska. The reason they're able to give that little dividend out mm-hmm. is because they have a natural oil reserve there. Correct. My little brother is in the forest and ecosystem restoration business. So like, I don't necessarily like all those miles of pipelines, but it's a huge revenue source for them. Yeah. They have not a ton of people that live up there. Mm-hmm. It's not like massively crowded. Mm-hmm. So that's where they're able to get that money. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea behind that was basically the Republican governor at the time said, Hey, listen, we can, you know, this money can go to the government and they'll use it poorly or we can give it to you guys. What do you think? And obviously the people voted on it and they said, well, we'll take the money. We'll spend it however we want. And it did wonderful things for them. I will say that it's a perfect example of how beneficial something like this could be because you saw far fewer people going hungry. You saw kids getting a better diet. You saw, you know, people living more comfortably. I would say you did pretty good research. I did okay. I mean, you're covering everything. Well, it was, it was, it, so it worked really great, especially mm-hmm. up there. It's very rural. You know what I mean? And th- it's, it's like when you go to Hawaii, like things are more expensive. It's hard to get shit there, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, that I think it's, they get on average between like one and $2,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? Accurate. Okay. Nailed it. God. <laughs> 
but again, you have that 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 oil money yeah. to supply for that. Yeah. Okay. So my thing is, we spend too much as a country. I like the I mean, in theory, my libertarian self says, "Fuck it, give the people the money, let them spend it on however they want. It's their money." Yeah. The other part of me says, "Well, why don't you give some sort of a bigger tax cut?" You know what I mean? Because like. Again, and that's hard because how do you tax cut a thousand dollars a month if people aren't even paying a thousand dollars a month in taxes? Correct. That's an issue too. Um, I'm trying. I'm, I don't want to get you're, like you're I don't talking wanna, through this really well. This is I just don't want to be all over the place. No, no, no. But this is how people make, think about these things, right. and, I, and I, I think you showcasing your train of thought here is really great for other people that. So I talked to my wife's friend tonight. She's like, what's mm-hmm. your podcast on? And I said, UBI. And she's like, what the hell is UBI? So I'm breaking this down. And she had a lot of the similar, you know, discussion points that you're bringing up. Right. Like, well, doesn't that, you know, inspire people to be lazy? Like, blah, blah, blah. And like, it could. Exactly. It could. And, and so here's. Because here's, a lot of what Andrew Yang says is hopefulness. He's hopeful that people will do it correctly. But go on, go on, go on, go on. Even if they don't. Mm-hmm. They're still injecting that money back into the economy. Hopefully. How not? Well, and again, this is me going way pessimist. Sure. Because I brought up that statistic sure. earlier about sure. a lot of those. Sure. So a lot of so the, what I was talking about with like um, the fifty percent of people that you know get laid off um, from trucking or whatever, mm-hmm. um, they go on on a disability uh, or they turn to drugs and alcohol with you know what money mm-hmm. they do have. This and, and, and a lot of the automation that's mm-hmm. what drove this like huge opioid. Um, problem that we have out west, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's people out of work. That's people who are living on government money. And so, again, this is me playing a little bit of devil's advocate. But right. um, I mean, if that money goes to drug dealers, it's not going. It's not making any good use. Are those drug dealers going to spend that money in the economy? It depends. Most likely, they might spend it on more drugs. And that's fine. <laughs> no, it's not. Decriminalize all the drugs. Like, let's do that. Oregon d- just did that and i think it's incredibly brilliant decriminalize them like if oh i don't think people should serve prison sentences right that's just more taxation and that's another thing for petty ones people who are selling terrible drugs yeah or manufacturing meth or whatever fuck them yeah absolutely i'm in the same boat there i won't digress too much but i do want to come back to how this can help crime but let's go back to how people spend their money once again and i think this is i want people to think of this as you are a citizen of the company of the United States of America. You are invested in America. You, as a citizen of the United States, you have contributed to the growth. Whether or not you're the biggest innovator like a Bill Gates or Bezos, or right. you're just a, you know, I guess, a, for lack of a better term, a cog in the machine who, you know, yeah. works their nine to five and you yeah. know, moves on, whatever. Right. You've contributed to a company that makes $20 trillion a year. Okay, right. And in the business field... If you make X amount of money, it's like, hey, you get a dividend. Coca-Cola, if you invest in Coca-Cola, which has one of the largest dividends of Mm -hmm. all stocks. So for those of you that want safe stocks and want it, Coca-Cola is a tremendous stock, right? right? And it pays a year, a quarterly dividend. And Mm -hmm. then you're like, hey, yeah. They don't come back to you and say, hey, you got $50 worth of dividend. What did you do with it? Coca-Cola said, hey, because you are a part of this system, Mm that is generating X amount of revenue, right? you get this. Yeah. So by saying like, hey, listen, 
because you are an American citizen and we have one of the most robust economies in the world. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I understand the government itself doesn't always spend properly because of its military spending, you know, other frivolous spending. Don't get me wrong. That's not on the people of the United States. If the if the executive suite of Coca Cola is making more than they should, that's on them. But their dividend still has to go out. Mm-hmm. So this UBI is the dividend of of being a part of our American democracy. Okay. So by being part of this country, it also says, "Hey, mm-hmm. I want to be a part of this community." Right. I'm getting rewarded just because I do my nine to five that somehow helps the rest of the world. Right. By by working my nine to five at a Walmart and the Waltons keep getting more and more rich. Oh, I know. And so I rich. have, I used to have to live on food stamps or sorry, wick. I used to have to live off of welfare to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. I no longer do. I get my dividend from democracy and I go work my nine to five. I have more purpose. And now maybe with that thousand dollars a month, I enroll in a community college. Mm-hmm. Maybe with that $1,000 a month, I can afford a car where I could travel to a different place. Yeah. Maybe I use that $1,000 and become a, a Twitch streamer because I love video games. I take those risks. Right. That's how you find innovation at the bottom. You're, oh, I, I agree with you 100% there. We're not, we're, we're, no, no, we're I know. zero That's, disagreement I'm, there. I'm talking yeah. to the audience okay. for, that, for that question of- Sorry, I thought you were talking no, to me. No, I just talked <laughs> to you because you're my podcast mate. Um, w- when we look at it, you're you're rewarding people for being a part of this. You're you're making this community feel. Now, what people need to realize mm-hmm. is the more you make a community feel like a community, whether it's your town, whether it's a team, right. whether it's a school, whether it's a country, the more you can make the community feel like, hey, you're a part of this too, mm-hmm. the more personal responsibility they will take in the success of that. So like when you have those um, uh, like women's groceries, you became become a partner in the grocery store. You get mm-hmm. stock, and like if they do really well, like you get a bigger dividend. Like women's, oh, I thought I thought you said women's. No, I was what, like I've never women's. heard of this one. No, no. <laughs> women's grocery all store. All women's become, grocery store. All women's grocery store. No, uh, women's is a is a local grocery store in Illinois. I love women's, and you you become a part of it. Because you get that equity return yeah. if they're doing really well. I think it's actually Wisconsin-based. Probably. Yeah. I just mean there's a bunch in Illinois. I don't yeah. know. I know. I, I, love, or I love Woodman's. You just got to be careful when you're getting the produce. Because <laughs> they buy in such large quantities. Sure. But, sure. I mean, you have so, to be careful of any produce. But go on, Brian. Yeah. Sorry. So so we, we're talking about this as, okay, you're becoming a part of something. And then I brought up the point where, okay, crime. Mm-hmm. This is a very, very hopeful, idealistic approach. Yeah. But I actually believe in this, and I've always said it, not because of UBI. Mm-hmm. The biggest reason for terrorism, the biggest yeah. reason for crime is wealth inequality, because that leads to poorer education, right. less purpose, right. and, and you have to survive. Your mm-hmm. basic needs aren't being covered, right. so you go sling drugs. So you get angry at the country you live in. You get angry across... I mean, the the... The largest domestic, or I'm sorry, the largest foreign attack on us in terms of terrorism mm-hmm. was from a country where people are making what ten cents a day. Like Afghanistan was not a wealthy country; right. people were poor, and they were able to recruit poor people who had no purpose. Now you have a purpose, mm-hmm. and it's not going to benefit you here. It's going to benefit you in the next life, right? Same thing here. Why do people join gangs? Because if they don't, they won't survive. 
they either have to you know play some sports maybe be that one one or two people from the high school that get a, a college scholarship mm-hmm. maybe they get lucky and open up a shop that does well but in general they're gonna be stuck and by providing this number one you're getting people off of a very parasitic system sometimes mm-hmm. when wealth or welfare can sometimes be like I don't I can't make more than I'm you're, making you're, off well, of welfare. well you're marrying the government at that point yeah because I can't I can't even make ends meet on welfare. And if I go do something else, I won't have that. So mm-hmm. I can't do anything. Right. Right. So this says, hey, we're giving you this opportunity. What you do with it is fine. Yeah. Go do what you right, need to right, do. Right, right. But go try and do something. And some people won't be able to. That's fine. This is a, as Andrew Yang put it, this is a foundation. This is not that's the whole what I'm, And so that's where I want to go with this too. Because like, how long does it take something like UBI to correct the problem that we have? But, because you still have, and, I, and, I, and this is just something that, yeah. you know what I mean? Because like, you don't just give everyone $1,000 a month and then crime stops. You don't give everyone $1,000 a month and then oh, all of a sudden no. they're, they're dug out of this yeah. hole. No, no. You know what I mean? It, it's like the whole idea of like, um, so like, so my dad like grew up in a trailer park. Okay. Okay. Um, so we'll say like, my dad's starting at a, a one. Yeah. Okay. I grew up in a really awesome house in a nice neighborhood because mm-hmm. um, my dad worked his ass off. Sure. Um, so like my dad, actually my dad started even higher than that because my, we'll say my dad's dad, my grandpa, he was the one. My gra- my dad made it to level four. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Got a house in the suburbs. Nice place. Yeah. Steady job yeah. until COVID. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? And now me, like, you know what I mean? I had, I already had that leg up. But like how long does it take this entire and I know you don't I'm not like expecting you to have the answer. But no, I have I'm just I'm, I'm just asking. Well, it never you, stops. Well, no, 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 no. But it has. But here, well, you can't say that. Don't say that because well, by saying it, I, I, I'm not saying crime stops altogether. Oh, oh no, 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 no. I'm saying how long the until I never stops. No, 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 no. Oh, can I finish? <laughs> yeah, I love that line. Yeah, sorry, that's no South ahead. Park. Um, I think that's South Park. Um. But how long until we start seeing decreases in these numbers, decreases in crimes? How long do we see, you know what I mean? Like, and, I, and again, I'm not like knocking it because I, I, I personally, I like the idea of a UBI. Yeah. I think it's, a, I mean, again, this is what I was getting at. My libertarian pers- self says, give the people their money. Yeah. Let them spend it however they want it. The yeah. people that are going to be successful are going to be successful. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's capitalism. Yeah. Um. You know, the, the smart, the, the people who are persistent and resilient and you know maybe just even a little bit smart they're going to do things sure but how long until we see a change you know what i mean like well, and this and this again not me knocking it i'm just saying like yeah no it's a great question so first and foremost this isn't a an attempt to fix all of the problems right with right. Th- this first and foremost is an economic issue right no so, for sure so it starts with Making sure that corporations, these massive mm-hmm. production I like, companies, I like the idea right. of that. Make them, pay, make them pay taxes, right? So you're being rewarded for being a part of the system. That's how. That's why I like this. Is a democracy dividend. The country is richer than any other country in the world. Now, I do think we overspend and do things like that. That's a whole different topic, like tax reform. You know, taxation. What's done with the revenue. 
but this is something that should be done with revenue, similar to like our healthcare discussion. Like the healthcare system isn't working as it is. People are going bankrupt because they're trying to, you know, go get a procedure done and their insurance doesn't work. And they've been paying into that insurance year over year. And it's like, they don't get any equity. So a lot of these moves are starting to realize like this levels everyone else up. You have more room for arts and culture to grow. You have more room for innovation from the bottoms up. You were talking about like innovation comes from the bottom up. It doesn't. Right now, it's middle class or above. Those are the companies. No, that, I was saying innovation comes from inequality, meaning the people who are up top innovate more. Well, yeah. So, yeah. oh, so yeah, yeah. This is okay. So I misunderstood. No, that's okay. So this is where we can start seeing more from the bottom up. People have that extra thousand dollars to do those things, to mm-hmm. take those risks and say, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not going to work 40, 50 hours a week at this job. I'm going to work a lower job where I'm not stressed out after work. Like, yeah. I work my nine to five and I'm done and I can go apply myself in my painting career or yeah. whatever else I want to do. And they don't have to have this, like for me, like I work a job that I'm not able to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Like I'm drained by the end of the day. I, yeah. I'm, I'm stressed about it after like. Oh yeah, I mean immediately, immediately when I started doing research on this, I was like, I could take fucking Sundays off of the off of bartending, right? And and you could you know you could contribute more to your real passion, right? Which you know obviously your family, but your your um yeah your passion outside of family stuff to actually hopefully one day make money, right? Is this podcast similar to me? Like right. I could say to myself, yeah, I could take a smaller paying job with good healthcare benefits and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or have a Medicare for all where I'm not like, oh my God. Brian. What? You're trying to convince me to spend that one point three trillion right now. <laughs> Don't bring in Meta healthcare well, for all. Dude. But see, I'm kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. no, no, no. So you're absolutely right. I won't digress too much. And we had a great podcast. So if you are just listening, we did have a really nice podcast on healthcare and people learned a lot. So yeah. please feel free to I learned a lot. That. Um but when we talk about this universal basic income, it's a chance to level everyone up. It's a chance for us to reallocate resources in a way where it, t- it allows people to well, take those chances. And not even necessarily reallocate it because you're talking about putting taxes on companies. So really, Yeah, we're talking about a value-added tax where it's yeah. not directly to the consumer. Now, people are like, well, yeah, if you're going to tax them more, they're going to raise the price, Yeah, which is true. Like, let's say, you know, instead of having all these corporate milk farms, now we have a few more dairy farmers mm-hmm. that are able to maintain because now they have $1,000 a yeah. month to help run their farm. He does a, and he does a good job explaining that both in... I, I read little pieces of his yeah. book. Yeah. Um, but like he does a good job of explaining like what it means for small businesses, for people who want to start up something little. Um, a little podcast. A little podcast called The Mad Libs. Yeah. Just two great guys. Just Talk, chatting. Talking in a garage. Just talking in Shit, a garage. Shit, dude. If we had a thousand dollars a month each, we could probably rent space. Well, it's not even—it's not necessarily renting space. But what would we do? We would market more. Oh hell yeah! We would continue yeah. to. I mean, you've for, it, if, for, and, for everyone's knowledge, um, Kevin has been the big investor in this in terms of equipment and stuff like that. You know, that would be something we could both now contribute more to. Right. And, and we're going to have to put a pause on that, Kevin. Stop looking at the Guitar Center magazine. Mm. Um. Until we get like, you know, 100 Patreons, then we can look at it again. <laughs> we did get a new Patreon today. Oh, yeah. And since you brought up Patreon, um, Peter, thank you very much. Oh, thanks, Peter. You're the man. Wonderful. We appreciate thank you. you. But when we look at this value-added tax, that's what pays for this. And, and we look at it, and, and this is something that is used. 
already. And it's very effective. Right. Canada, Germany, France, Norway, Sweden. These aren't like, oh, this is like a, some budding country where it's like still an experimental stage. Like this is something that actually works. And then we look at like Alaska. They are a wealthy state because of these resources. We are a wealthy country. And it's just redistributing, redistributing these funds to allow people to live other places, to take risks. That's where you find innovation. And as we also look at, automation is taking jobs. This allows people to take those risks now before most of those jobs are all gone. Right, It allows you to say, hey, I'm going to take that risk and take a community college. Mm -hmm. I want to go become an art teacher instead of you know, working retail. I want to, not that there's anything wrong with anything you do, right. but what I'm saying is, is if your job is vanishing, now is the time to invest in people. Mm -hmm. Not just because of the coronavirus, but because as the richest country, as the most innovative country, or well, once was the most innovative country, now is the time to reinvest in its people. Right. It's time to get the dividend for all the work because I was looking at, you know, the production values of 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 work, the American workforce, um, of inflation, of you know, home prices, college education, whatever the case is. When we look at those things, right. The only thing that does not seem to keep up, yeah, is wage. So yeah. when we look at that. Now is the time to get back to reinvesting in people so we can continue to be innovative well, because so as we they continue can, stretching this out, yeah. we're in a place where now it's just revolution time, Yeah, which I don't want. Yeah. I mean, so you, you, one thing that I didn't know is about this value-added tax. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, and that changes things slightly. Um because it doesn't, yeah, I mean, it doesn't go directly yeah, at you. Right. I'm, and I'm, I'm going to unpack a few, a couple of little things here. Um, so there's that. So that that's that's awesome to me because then it's not like more tax dollars for me. Right. Step or part two of that conversation is um, a lot of arrows are slung, and I kind of brought this up earlier. Um, at you know wealthy people, big businesses, things like that, and part of me feels for them because I'm like, okay, you know what? Some of those people really did like they battled adversity. I don't yeah. care, and I don't. Yeah, I, yeah whatever. Even Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Well, he whatever. Took Jeff, the risk. Well, yeah, whatever. Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Oh, yeah. he's a rich white man. Sure. Irrelevant to me. Irrelevant sure. to me. Okay. He still did something. He took a chance. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I'm. Hey, and I know you have your problems with uh, Elon Musk. I feel the same way about Elon Musk. I think he did an amazing thing. I think it's really cool that he kept that patent open so that anybody can I use agree. his design. Yes. I think it's really awesome. You can say whatever you want. Again, he invested a lot, you know, SpaceX, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So I feel for them. But at the, yeah, to the same token, I hate when people go through these loopholes. I don't like the fact that Amazon's not paying their fair share. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tesla. And now, because realistically, in my mind, I think we wouldn't have to increase a lot of taxes on businesses if businesses would just pay what they're, what they're owed or what they owe. Do you so, know what I mean? So, and this is a fundamental issue with capitalism. Is mm. no, 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 hold on. I think it could happen anywhere, though. I'm not saying it's capitalism. No, but, but people won't always do the right thing. Absolutely, but in in, in that and that, there's two sides of that coin, my friend. You know what I mean? Right. Because rich people and poor people don't always do the right thing. There's a bug in here. Yeah, but which <sighs> is more detrimental? You know, what I'm gonna spend my first UBI on what? Bug traps. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't want to get too far into this because we're already well into this podcast yeah. right now. Um, 
those are just my thoughts. I, I like the idea of a UBI. Yeah. I like the idea of a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. I think that's great. I could do a lot of stuff with that. Well, you wouldn't get a you would get a thousand and Anna would get a thousand. Right, right. Yeah. But she can spend her thousand however she wants. Exactly. <laughs> Go buy yourself a nice pair of shoes, honey. Anna doesn't like shoes actually. Right. She would probably buy like And you know what? The government couldn't say anything because what is that doing? It's just injecting more money. And that's the other thing is like maybe those companies, you're working at a hardware store for $11 an hour. Mm -hmm. Now there's such an influx of people buying things. Right. Or you're in a retail store. Now there's that influx and they have more money to then raise your wages. Right. So we start to see that. Like the more money going in. And and you know, real quick, Milton Friedman is a, a is was a very brilliant economist. He actually was part of the Reagan economic team. So it's funny that he actually talked about having a guaranteed income for everyone. But the idea is that's how you influx a bunch of money. That's how you create cash velocity right. into the American economy is you give it to the middle and lower class and you do it through a taxation that isn't going to have loopholes. So I, I'm a big fan of UBI. I, I didn't know a ton about it before Andrew Yang. When he became it, I was still yeah. skeptical. I am 100% all in on it. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I was never against it. I just don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, no. was, it was a tax thing for me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, now, now that I know that, I mean. Hopefully our audience knows a little bit more. Yeah. And please continue to do research if you have, have any so, questions I have, or I have, comments. I have so many questions. I could do another hour and a half right now. We can. And you know what? <laughs> Better yet, instead of just your questions, audience, shoot us an yeah, email. Guys, Re- please re- do. Reach out to us on Facebook Messenger. I'm happy to address this even further. Yeah. And things I don't know, you know I'm going to go do research on a Saturday night, sit there on my own, yeah. and do my research. So yeah, so please make sure, continue. Yeah, make sure you guys keep leaving comments. Reach out to us via email, madlibspod at gmail.com. Reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, anything, guys. Any questions you have, anything, any topics you want us to talk about, um, anything like that. Continue to share, like, subscribe, review, follow, all of those things. Right. We greatly appreciate it. Continue growing this community that you are a part of. You're in at the ground floor. Let's make this a skyscraper. Let's make it huge. God, you definitely used to be a teacher. <laughs> I love you. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. And I love you. Well, I love Brian, and I love all of you guys for listening. You guys are the best, and we will see you guys on Wednesday. Well, guys, we're here. We've made it to the end. Wait, 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 wait. Kevin, Kevin, we got to thank our sponsors. What sponsors? Well, we we haven't gotten any official sponsors yet, but we do have Patreons. Oh. And we should let people know that they can join our Patreon for subscribing from 5 to 10 to $20. Any amount helps. Yeah, thanks to all of our Patreon subscribers. If you guys don't want to do a monthly subscription, you can also support us by buying some of our awesome clothing at madlibspodcast.threadless.com. And that's a win, win, win. Win. (laughs) Also, if you guys uh, wouldn't mind, we would love for you to follow us on our Facebook page and our Instagram. Thank you. Thank you.